0: This is the Game of Life, where everybody makes the team, but how you play is up to you. to the game of life season three kickoff and I cannot think of a better person to be in the studio with me. I'm Gail Nelson, president and CEO of Big Brothers, Big Sisters, Miami. And I'm here with my main man regular on the Game of Life podcast. But as we kick off football season yes let me say that again aiken. yes we kick off football season game of life season three former nfl linebacker my brother aiken adele how you doing today brother i'm
1: doing great man thanks for having
0: me back on the show well, i tell you what obviously you did a great job for juneteenth so i'm thinking football season big draft we're going to talk about that mentoring i said i need aiken back so <laughs> thank you brother for always taking the call
1: oh anything for you brother you know that and you know yesterday was just the hall of fame game so to start off the season you know with having myself but also you talking about the big draft yes, right? Sir. this is it so let's do it
0: now this this uh watching the hall of fame game last night and just seeing you know, icons you know jimmy johnson uh finally, in, finally finally going in the hall and coach cower and yeah. drew pearson yes. uh as well and so just seeing this uh Peyton Manning, I mean that was just a shoe in I mean that was automatic, but at the end of the day, uh those who have just put the time in, yeah, uh, and been rewarded
1: I, I i was happy to see that 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 Jimmy and Jerry were able to put the past behind them and really go through and move forward and putting Jimmy up in the ring of honor at, at the cowboys, that's huge, yeah, yeah, because for what he did for the franchise and for what he did in the time that he was in the short amount of time that he was there true but I mean change the trajectory of the Cowboys organization. So you got to give them that credit.
0: And as a former Cowboy, you think about that, you you know, culture, organizational Mm -hmm. culture. And, you know, we're here because in the game of life, everybody makes a team. We we get that. Mm -hmm. And everybody has their team. But we're talking relationships. This show is about mentoring. And we're going to talk about how we get people involved, Aiken, in becoming a big brother, a big sister. And so when we think about suiting up for these kids and showing up, relationships matter. And what you just said. You have an owner, you have a coach, uh, public uh, separation, mm-hmm. if you will, uh, and but at the end of the day, and I heard uh, as a matter of fact, I was was I was driving in NFL radio, uh, Demarcus Ware, who you just hung out with not long ago, mm-hmm. was talking about it's good to see them together. So. I've heard on via satellite radio and now in person, two former Cowboy uh, defensive players talking about how good it is to see these guys back together.
1: Yeah, you know, it's, it's a good point because one of the things that you have to realize, as a coach, you are you are the CEO, you are the president of an organization. And what Jimmy was able to do in that short amount of time, and to the fact that even the guys now that he's been removed from the organization, still reach out to them, Mm. still go back when they need something or when they need advice. That's what we're talking about today.
0: So you mean to tell me mentorship doesn't expire?
1: Oh, no, there's no expiration date.
0: Legacy. Well, let's, let's get into that. Big Draft, Big Brothers, Big Sisters of America, and certainly Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Miami, we are all joining forces across the nation to get more people involved, to sign up, to become a Big join the team all these catchphrases but the bottom line as we sit here in miami at our beautiful headquarters aiken draft you were drafted oh, tell yeah. me about <laughs> tell me about that uh, that transition from college and at purdue right and just that draft process because i want people to understand that i mean that's a life-changing moment for a young man. Talk
1: to us. Yes, yes. Thank you. Um, you know, and, and, and one of the things that I, I, I tend to forget to tell people about, uh, I don't know why, but it was such, it was a special moment in my life. It was also a difficult moment because mm. there were so many moving pieces and it was so, and it was unpredictable. You know, I was, supposed to go between the second round and maybe the fifth round or maybe not get drafted at all. And so there's a stressful time in that phase of life because of all the uncertainties. And you've worked so hard for everything to come down to this one day or moment. And so you sit there and I, you know, for my, I'll kind of give you a quick overview of that day for me. I had my, one of my brothers was actually going to prom. So I planned with him, you know, got him a limo, him and his buddies and you know, send them off that morning or that afternoon, uh, right before the draft started. Um, And then all my boys and my family wanted me to have this big old party. (laughs) But what they didn't realize how hard I had worked started. So my last college game was December 30th. No, December 31st. We played in a bowl game in El Paso, the Sun Bowl. And from then on, I jumped. As soon as the game was over with, I jumped on a flight, flew out to San Francisco in Alameda and started training for the combine and again, interviewing, not that the last three years of my college experience, you know, interviewing then and playing football, but interviewing again in front of all these scouts and all these teams. And from that point on, then I, you know, I, I went back after the, um, my pro day and the combine, and then I started working out and getting ready again because I had more interviews. So I was out out mm. And so everybody wanted me to have this big old party i know yeah, i no. 'm sending Remy off to prom, and then I am going to go get a hotel room and just relax. I just needed peace in that moment, and so the draft came on all the first I went I got a hotel room, I sat in my hotel room, ordered room service. The first round went the second round went now i'm thinking okay what's going on what's happening, God. God, you said I I could get drafted. (laughs) What's going on? And so all of a sudden, my phone rings in this number, and I didn't recognize it. It's a 904 Mm -hmm. Jacksonville. Jacksonville. And I said, okay, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. It could be somebody from Jacksonville. I picked it up, and as soon as I picked it up, then I saw another number. It was a 786 number.
0: That's like in the, right in this area. Yes, I'll, I'll
1: come back and tell you that. All story. right, all right. So I pick it up. It's Tom Coughlin. Like, a- hey a- Aiken, are you ready to be a Jaguar? I said, of course, Coach Tom, Coach Coughlin. Yes. He said, okay, we're going to draft you. Look at the monitor. Look at the TV. Your name's coming up, and that was it. Wow. And I saw my name, and I forgot who who. Um, from the NFL, represented the Jaguars and and called out my name in the third round, the 89th pick overall, egan Adele. Wow! And from that on on, my whole life changed.
0: Well, let's pause for a minute. So, were you by yourself? I was by myself. So you were just because you know everybody around you hear you see uh, on the various yes. networks yes. the family and everybody's getting hype and you're like, I just want peace. I want peace because there's stress. Yeah. So we've been you hear a lot. Uh, these days in terms of sports and the just the social and emotional wellness. Mm-hmm. You made sure your brother was okay prom, so you just being the big brother that you are. Mm-hmm. and that, that was your little brother, that right? That my little brother. Your little brother. Mm-hmm. So you take care of your little brother. Look mm-hmm. at this. But then you needed some me time mm-hmm. and a day that changed not only your life, but your family's life. It was to unplug, Gil. And
1: in, in, in this Talk era talks. that we're so connected to everything, our cell phones, yeah. the social media, uh, um, you know, even our music goes with us everywhere. Everywhere, and so there are moments where we're talking about mental health, right? Where there's moments yeah. where you have to learn to unplug, and I natural, I naturally did it without thinking mental health or thinking stress. Right. I just knew that in that moment that I wanted to allow myself to whether it's to enjoy the moment by myself and to be at peace with whatever round I went into, but just to give me a moment to handle whatever mm. the, uh, the circumstance or the outcome of getting drafted or not getting drafted. But as soon as I got drafted, as soon as my name came across, first person I called was my mom. There you go. And I headed straight home. There you and go. And then we celebrated. Now you So celebrate. we both, everybody got what they wanted out
0: of that. That's good. But you started with you. I started with and me. And so before somebody can be a mentor, they got to make sure they're in a, the right place yes. to help somebody else. Yes. And I knew, I was, that was my next question, that first call. I already knew the answer. Mm-hmm. You called your mom. What did you say to your mom?
1: Said mom, we're going to Jacksonville. <laughs> she was screaming. Well, she she already saw it anyways, but sure. she was screaming, she was crying, and we both were crying. Because it's in that moment that we knew our life was changing. And in that moment, we knew that all that hard work and the sacrifice, Girl, I spent three years, no, I spent two years not going home in college. Mm. I spent two years not being able to physically hug my mom, my brothers, my sister. I spent two years away from the people that I was most connected to in life that I was drawn to because in that moment I knew if I could just sacrifice this time and to give myself to my, to my academics, to give myself to my commitment to my sport, that it could someday pay off as that. Wow. So, it, it, yes.
0: That was an emotional it moment. It was an right? emotional moment for us. So you needed to. I mean, because there's pressure. Uh, and not everybody handles it well, Aiken. And so as we look at the draft and the 904 area code, but you had a 786 <laughs> pop-up too. So wait, I, I'm familiar with 786. Yeah. What, what, what happened come there?
1: To, come to find out, the Dolphins come on now. were
0: trying to draft me too. So, this was a, so the Jaguars... Called your name, but yeah. the Dolphins. So, did you take that call? No, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> but it all worked out because late, later down the road. But no, we're gonna talk about that. We're <laughs> gonna talk about. It. So it began in Florida, yes. and we're gonna tease the audience a little bit. They can maybe just maybe uh, Florida comes into play again. Yes. Uh, and so, Avi, we're gonna talk with what you're doing now. Certainly. So, from that draft, you make it to the NFL. And I want to just pause and let everybody know we're here with former NFL linebacker, uh, my, my brother Aiken Adele, talking to us about his draft process. But all roads lead today to you signing up to become a big, you signing up, getting in a kid's life. Uh, and so you want to become a big brother. You want to join this big draft and put suit up and show up uh, 305-644-0066 or www.bbbsmiami.org. It's time to get in the game. So Aiken, now you go to the league. 21 years old. Now, you were physically, you know, you're from Texas. I think mm-hmm. most folks know that, but give everybody some context. So what was that next step? So you call mom, you go home, everybody's celebrating the family. When did you have to leave for Jacksonville?
1: Oh, the very next week. Wow. There was no lag in that turnaround. <laughs> I mean, it was the very next week. Got a call later that that evening from somebody from the Jaguars. Say, listen, this is your schedule. You have a rookie mini camp coming up in Four days. Mm. We need you there. This is your flight. This is your hotel. This is who's picking you up. This is where you're staying. This is how long you're staying. You know, these are the these is this is your position, coach. You know, so off the bat, you are automatically integrated and involved with everything that's happening with the organization. Mm. And so, I had four days to get my bags together and head to Jacksonville and had a mini camp.
0: Wow. wow. Yeah. So that's a job, and so that people need to understand draft you had a job to do you sacrificed in college now you are getting paid to play Mm -hmm. you know you're able to take care of your family uh, and take care of yourself obviously on that team and what year was this for everybody's 2002 2002 who was the big dog in Jacksonville in 2000 Mm -hmm. who were some of your mentors because I know Jacksonville that franchise Mm -hmm. started I mean, it wasn't enough. Wasn't too a,
1: long. Yeah, it was ninety five, I 95, believe. It. Yeah, it was so f-
0: less than ten years. So a franchise less than ten years old. Yes, drafts you, mm-hmm. and so here you are. And so, who were some of the the, so the, the, the mentors, of big, big dogs on yeah, the squad? Yeah, so
1: the big dogs on the squad and guys that I really became <clears throat> good friends with, Fred Taylor, yes, who lives down here in Miami, and yes. we've remained friends all these years. Good, uh, Jimmy Smith. That's right uh, receiver. receiver phenomenal athlete. Uh, Mark Brunel was the quarterback. That's right. Um and one of my one of on the defensive side, two guys or three guys I would say that I leaned on being a defensive player, uh, Tony Brackens. Mm-hmm. Probably one of the most freakiest athletes you will ever meet, you know, smart, big frame, strong. I will tell you a quick story. So I I was known for being fast speed and athletic and Strong also. So I I would go in the gym, in our gym, and, you know, put in 225 incline, boom, boom, 315 incline, boom, boom, you know, uh, four or five incline, boom, boom. So one day I was doing my routine, and Tony Brackens walks in there. And he stands. He's watching me uh, just jack up 315, right, on the incline. Boom. I did did 10 reps. He looks at me, (laughs) rookie, you think you're strong, huh? I said, yeah, you know, I, I got this. You know, this is what I do, Tony. He said, oh, step aside. Mind you, you can still see the crust in his eyes. He just woke up. Like he just woke up. Flip-flops. Gets in on the incline rack. 3.15. Now, it took me a good 15 minutes to warm up to 3.15. Tony gets in there, reps 3.15 15 times, <laughs> racks it up, looks at me, and walks off.
0: Like, good morning.
1: Another level. <laughs> Strong, fast, athletic, and smart. Tony Brackens. And then one individual that really, really just grabbed me and took me under, under his wing was Donovan Darius. Mm. Donovan was a first-round draft safety, pick. Safety, wasn't he? From safety, yep. from, went to Syracuse. And Donovan, I guess, saw something in me. And one day during training camp, Donovan said, rookie, meet me tomorrow in this room at 530 in the morning. And I looked at it like, why? I said, just be there. So I listened. I walked in the next day at 5.30 in the morning. Donovan had a notebook, had film on the board, and started watching film. He said, rookie, this is how you watch film. This is how you prep. And we're watching practice film. Mm. Not even game film. We're watching practice film. It's like, this is what we're getting ready for today. What I come to find out about Donovan is Donovan was such a student of the game Donovan had his own notes before even the coaches had their notes to give to the players. And Donovan would compare his notes and then the coaches' notes. And then that's how he would come up with his own game plan. Wow. And that's what I needed to do to take me to the next level. And why that was so, so pivotal in my time in that moment was because when Donovan and I started spending more time together, and I started watching film with Donovan, and he started explaining to me how to watch film and how to practice and all these things about playing football, the nuance of football and being a, 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 an increase in my IQ. All of a sudden, my play increased. All of a sudden, I became a starter the second game of <laughs> my rookie year, which that wasn't supposed to be the case.
0: Wow. Mentorship application. You get drafted. You're on the team. Are there those... You know the the Brackens was like, okay, just so you know, there's always somebody maybe bigger, stronger, and faster. So let us be. There's a humility there. You're <laughs> yes. like, hey, I'm 21 year old rookie. Let's go. No, I don't even have to warm up. So there you go. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but then Darius, Donovan Darius, teaches you preparation. Now, do you still apply those principles in your life today, Aiken? Every Haken. single day. You were 21 years I old. I was 21. And so somebody, but you didn't ask him. He reached out to you. Yes power of mentorship
1: the power of mentorship but also the power of experience yeah and trust yeah because Donovan had this 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 he had he'd been doing that since he was in college I had my way of preparing for games and preparing for practice but Donovan had taken to another level that he had that experience and he saw the successes coming from that and so he wanted to pass that on to somebody else Mm. now he saw something in me right You know, Maybe I I didn't see myself at the time, but he saw something in me, and he was willing to commit and give his time to that. And then for me to trust, because not only did I trust, not only did I see Donovan as this safety, this starter, no. I saw how Donovan practiced. I saw how Donovan carried himself. And in talking with Donovan, you saw the experiences that he had had on the football field and also in life that I said, you know what? He says, be here at 5.30. Okay, I'm going to be here at 5.30. Let's do it.
0: I love that 5.30 in the morning. So it's not like, let's pick some convenient time. (laughs) No. And we'll find out. You're going to see how committed I am and the power of a mentor uh, because I'll be here. Because you got there at 5.30. He was already there. He was already there. Prepped. He got notes ready. He's ready for it. And that setup of the practice film and everything else. What I love about this, and we certainly won't mention names in this context, I'm sure in your NFL career, you saw others that maybe were not as prepared, as, as committed, and just like in any profession, let me be mm-hmm. clear, there are those who may get up and get paid to do a job, but their level of preparation, their level of commitment, their level of performance mm-hmm. is not exactly what the team expects.
1: And you see it all the time. You know, in, in the league, you saw first-round draft picks that come in, guys that they pay this high dollar for, and they come in and underperform. Lack of preparation, lack of commitment, and that's important that we have to talk about. <clears> One <throat> thing I want to say is, yeah, go ahead. Um, that there isn't, there's a difference in an understanding because connection is what breeds commitment. Go ahead, brother. Like there is no, there is no commitment without connection. That's right. And that's why it's important that you have people who not only are you that are you connected to, right? But you you have to understand that they have to come with you, and you have to come with them. That there's a commitment aspect to this relationship. So. You, as a married husband, right, there's a level of connection with your wife. No doubt. Let's be truthful. We live in a very, uh, in, in, in a community in Miami that there's a lot of distractions. There's a lot of distractions. That's right. But the connection to your spouse is what draws you not to get influence, is what draws you not to get distracted, is what draws you not to say, you know what, I am commitment to this is it this contract to this to this marriage, to this time that we have together on this earth?
0: Just like a team. Just like a team. I mean, I'm I'm a part of this and my commitment, my performance, my preparation is gonna help the whole team. The whole team. And the same thing's the same thing applies to a mentoring relationship. That child that's nervous, you were that twenty one year old in a hotel room nervous, okay, I hope there's children out there aching. Let's talk big draft, brother. Mm-hmm. You obviously you talk about your draft experience, your mentoring experience uh when you were drafted to you know by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm-hmm. Now here we are. Uh there's kids nervous, anxious, needing that uh, that relief from all that there's kids who are dealing with adult type issues. Yeah. Adult type pressures. Yeah. And I want all of our listeners to understand, as we, we're here on the Game of Life Mentoring Podcast, a community conversation with former NFL linebacker and my brother Aiken Adele. Aiken, there are kids who are just saying, I struggle with trust because I've seen people in and out of my life. I've heard it firsthand. There are children saying, hey, uh, I was dabbling in this gang stuff because there's family and a structure. I mean, as you know, I used to run a juvenile justice school, and I would talk to these boys, why did you join a gang? I'm seeing these young, talented, primarily black and Hispanic boys. I said, "Why did you join a gang? You're incredibly smart." I remember little brother Brian, uh, just so little brother Funder. All these kids I worked with, intelligent. Mm-hmm. And you know what they said? Family. Who doesn't want and need family? Mm-hmm. You just talked about yours, and with your with your new family, with your beautiful daughter and your wife. They said family, and they have my back. So think about those needs, and so as we talk about big draft and why should I spend some time and become a big, why should I, this big draft, yeah, that's nice coining a phrase with football. We're talking about real life, Aiken. These kids want to be a part of a team, and it may be, they need that, you know, quote unquote, Donovan Darius to mm-hmm. take them under their wings. They need that <laughs> the, the Hankins to say, you know, here, here we go, because uh, there's strength that I can show you, and I'm here with you, so... Why is mentoring, Aiken, I just teed it up for you, brother, why is mentoring just so important as we make this football application?
1: I like like what you said there about your past experience in working in the juvenile system Mm. and that a lot of these kids saw that the gang relationship, how important that family was to them. Because the first institution of learning is family. Mm. This is where you build your first character, your morals and your values. So, when you don't necessarily find it in your biological family, it's a natural thing to go outside and look for it. So, that's why when you do have and you can find that commitment, that connection to somebody who's willing to connect with you and is willing to commit that time and that experience and that all those things we talk about, about preparation, right? This is where you're now going to level up and get a new level of learning and a new level of experience and a new level of exposure into life. And these are the things that they can teach you. Like, listen, just because you may have been born in a certain situation, let me guide you. Let me prepare you. Let me expose you to a new set of institutions and a new set of learning, to a new set of behavior. If not for a Donovan Darius, I may have not played as long as I played in the NFL.
0: How long did you play in the league?
1: I ended up playing nine years in the nine league. Nine years. Nine years. Nine years as a starter in mm. the league. And trust me, it wasn't an easy nine years. They they drafted guys higher than me. They they brought in paid guys. My, supposedly my replacement. You know, <laughs> And I I found a way to flourish. I found a way to maintain my job. I found a way to grow. It wasn't I never maintained my position. I found a way to grow every single year. Mm. And it's important that, you know, I did it. I was telling um, a story of how I played the entire season with one leg. Yeah. You know, I had drop foot. But I had all these I, – I I knew the people who had committed so much time to me and who had it just sacrificed so much of their experience and poured it into me and gave me so much knowledge that this is what I was using to get through those difficult times. And this is what I think mentorship really is is about because, you know, one of the things that we – like. That's the definition of mentor. We know it's um, a, a, a trusted person, a trusted advisor who yes, sir. has experience. Yes, sir. The experience part is what we need to focus on, who has experience. Mm-hmm. Because while we all think we know when we are young what we want to do, and to get there in such a speedy manner, I tell you direction is more important than speed. And this is where mentorship comes in because I can guide you, I can, I can help you avoid some of the mistakes that you might make that you, where you're trying to go at such a fast pace. The advantage of being young, of being 21, is that you have energy. You have youth on your side. And so the problem is, but you have lack of experience and knowledge. And that's where the mentorship comes in, is that I can help you get there at a safer pace. You don't need to get there that fast. I just need you to get there. Let's not worry about how fast I become a CEO, how fast I start this business, how fast, how much money I'm going to spend. No. How do you get there? That's what we need to focus on.
0: What I love about that, Aiken, and, and as we go full circle here, as we talk about the big draft, you were drafted at age 21. Change the trajectory of your life and your family's life. Your mentor in the NFL, you started. You know Tom Coughlin, mentor to many. He's an advisor. He's been an advisor in NFL to many, uh, not only with the Jaguars uh, but also in other teams in the NFL. He ended up coaching at the Giants as well. Mm-hmm. One, and two, two Super Bowls. One, two Super Bowls. So, and so then you let's wrap around from mentoring the life application certainly on the field, but. That Miami thing, here we are, <clears throat> excuse me, here we are, in Miami brother, seven eight six, so that's seven eight six three oh five you know I think you put on you put on a little bit of that aqua uh, as well, so yeah. talk to us about Miami and you know another legacy coach as well,
1: yes, 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 I originally was um after four years in Jacksonville, I was supposed to go out um sign with either San Francisco uh the Titans. Or Miami, end up going to Dallas. I'm sorry, Dolphin players. I'm sorry, <laughs> Dolphin fans. I ended up going to Dallas. Signing with, I was I was from Dallas. I uh, met Bill Parcells, and you know he, he talked to me and coming to Dallas. You know I had a great time in Dallas. Bill retires, comes to Miami and accepts the position of uh, um, vice president of football operations. That's right. right, football ops. Trades for me <clears throat> and Anthony Fasano to come to Miami from Dallas. And that seven eighty six number all of a sudden comes back. Wow. That three oh five number comes back. It was always something about being in Miami. I was meant to be here in South Florida. Um, you know, I I, I mean some of the relationships, you and I, I mean, I think it was maybe my first month here.
0: Did your first month we met? The
1: first month we met, you know. And since then we've maintained our relationships, we've grown. <clears throat> and to see where you started and where you are now and the mm-hmm. things that you've built over the last decade, um, it's been amazing.
0: Mentorship, it's been a, it's mentorship. Been amazing. Many mentors, business professionals in my life, my faith in my family. I mean, that's that's the foundation uh, that I will never uh, deviate from. So uh, for having people like a Coughlin or a Bill Parcells, I mean, he traded for you. Mm-hmm. He's now the decision maker. He's putting together his squad. Uh, What was it about Bill Parcells that uh, attracted you to him? And uh, certainly he made the decision to bring you down here to the 305.
1: Bill, uh, one of the things Bill taught me early, uh, one of his philosophy was uh, don't be afraid of confrontation. Mm. Dive into confrontation, but also leave space that you can resolve the situation because he believed in getting in your face. He believed in calling you out when you, didn't do the things that you said you were gonna do or was res- or are responsible you know there's so many times through his press conference he's known for uh, <laughs> giving guys names you know and just calling guys out right him and I had a unique relationship because again he saw something in me mm. um, and he believed in me uh, you know through you know whatever my injuries or family or time in life he believed in me and so for him to say I you know it one thing about trades is it takes one team to not want you, but it also takes another team to want you. Mm. And he wanted me, even though Dallas wanted me, but let's say they really didn't want me, right? And he saw saying, you know what, son, I want you, and I want you to come here to Miami because I know that you're going to do what I asked you to do, but also you're a leader, you're somebody who's proving yourself time after time, and you're not afraid of a confrontation. You're not afraid of adversity. You're not afraid to go in and resolve the situation. Uh, and those were the things that I learned from Bill, you know, that I know that I could apply to my teammates. I could apply in the locker room and I could apply in, in on the field. Those same principles I apply to life. There it is. You know, I can apply every – you know, sports is a microcosm of life. Yes. That's all it is. That's it. Extracurricular activities is a microcosm of life. And so for me to say now, you know, I'm finally grown up. Yeah. I'm married, I have a daughter, uh, I have a job, you know, a, you know, a real world job. <laughs> and the commitment to go into work, get up every day to work out, the commitment I have to my partner, the commitment I have with, to my, to, to you know, I change diapers, I, I cook, I, I clean, you know, I do all these things. And then to go to work and commit myself to my, to my, I call my teammates, my coworkers, they're my teammates. The teammates and do it every single day if you know if i got to pick up the phone or if i, you know, if, I if if we got to sit down and 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 have hard difficult conversations about mm-hmm. work about life let's do it and let's find space to find a way to resolve our differences so sports for me has given me everything everything i have now everything i have become mm-hmm. is because of the game day is because of the practices. It's because of these head coaches and these teammates that I've, that I've had relationships with and I continue to have relationships with, and it's all been through mentorship. And Somebody so- has mentored me. Somebody has, has sacrificed their time and mm-hmm. poured into me. And now I, here I am, willing and wanting to do it back because I know that I'm, I'm preparing the next generation, the next Obama. Yes, sir. The next Gail Nelson. Mm. That's what it's about.
0: Well, brother, it all started with a draft. Yes. You were drafted. You were mentored. And now you were counseled, advised, coached. And now the product of all of that is giving back. Your investment And you're in Miami, just Mm -hmm. to be clear. Yes, we're here. Miami's home. Miami's home. So everybody in the 305-786, it's all good. (laughs) Uh, Aiken's Aiken's home. I'm back, baby. So to close us out, Aiken, big draft. Big brothers, big sisters, Miami. Kick off. Talk to everybody. Coach them up, Aiken, and tell them why they need to become a big today.
1: Listen we we have to understand that everything that we're going through now in life everything you as a big have been have been through the important part of your next phase in life is your legacy and what does that legacy look like and the important thing about giving back it's not just giving back monetarily it's not just giving back the resources that you've acquired it's giving back your time and your experience because the next generation as we as we look around and look at the kids that are around us. The one thing that we have now that's an advantage is we have information and we have education. But the one thing that we're lacking is experience. And this is where you can give to This is how you change the trajectory of the next generation It's to be a mentor, is to participate with Big Brothers and Big Sisters of Miami, to get in contact with Gail and his entire staff because this is what they do. And this is how they're helping the next generation and setting the next mayors and the next presidents and the next CEOs is by allowing you to have these experiences and to pour into these littles. So please come, come aboard. Let's, let, let's join, let's, let's hang out, let's experience, and let's influence the next generation um, in our lives.
0: We had a draft party together, mm-hmm. as you remember. Yes, we you know, did. Hilton Bentley uh, and my little boy, uh, my firstborn, Gail, was little guy then. So you know what we'll do? First 100 bigs who sign up and get matched, we're going to get together hit my bro- my brother Aiken to be with us and we're going to celebrate. We're gonna call the Dolphins. I'm sure they will hook up they will hook us up with some things as well. Get involved bbbsmiami.org join the team. You heard from Aiken. Big draft kicks off today, brother. Let's go. Appreciate you man. Love you brother. Love you brother. Keep your head up. Let's go. Hey, this is Gail Nelson, President and CEO of Big Brothers Big Sisters Miami, the host of the Game of Life.